Section 13 of Blackfeet Tales of Glacier National Park by James Willard Schultz. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 13 The Story of the First Horses in that long-ago time when the people had only their great wolf-like dogs for carrying their belongings there were two very poor orphans a brother and sister in the camp the boy was very deaf and because he seemed not to understand what was shouted at him he was believed to be crazy and not even the relatives of his dead father and mother cared to have him in their lodges one would keep him for a time and tell him to go and then another relative would take him in for a short time and getting tired of him send him on to another lodge and wherever he went his beautiful young sister went with him often in good weather when camp was moved the two would stay at the old campground living on castaway meat so long as it lasted and then they would overtake the camp and go into the nearest lodge and at least be sure of a meal they were generally barefooted and always shabbily dressed it was a hard life that they led and because he was so deaf and believed to be crazy the boy had not even one playmate in all the camp nor had his sister for she knew that it was her duty to be always at his side there came a time however when a childless woman wife of a great and rich chief wanted the girl to raise as her own daughter and after many days the boy persuaded her to be adopted and he was left alone and more lonely than ever not long after this separation the camp moved one day and the boy long arrow remained in the old campground to live there as long as he could on the leavings of the people at last he finished the last scrap of thrown away or forgotten meat and started to overtake the camp the day was hot terribly hot but despite that the boy travelled as fast as he could often running and perspiration streamed from his body and his breath came short and fast in loud wheezes suddenly while running he felt something give way with a snap in his left ear felt something moving out from it and reaching up he pulled from it a long round waxy object that looked like a worm he held it in his hand and ran on and noted that with the left ear he could plainly hear his footsteps upon the trail a little later something snapped in his right ear and began to move out of it and he took from it another worm-like substance and keeping both in his hand ran on he could now hear plainly with both ears and so happy was he that he felt almost as though he could fly but that was not all the good that was to come to him that day Early in the morning a hunter had left camp with his pack-dogs, and had taken the back-trail in search of buffalo, and just before the boy appeared he had killed one, and was butchering it when he saw the boy approaching him. This hunter, heavy runner, was a chief, and one of the kindest men in the whole camp. He had long thought to do something for this boy, and now, when he saw him coming, he said to himself, The time has come. I shall do something for him the boy came to him and his kill and he shouted to him at the same time making signs sit down my boy and rest you are wet with sweat and covered with dust you must be very tired take this piece of tripe and eat it and now let me tell you something from this day you are to be my boy i adopt you you shall have a place in my lodge good clothes a good bed try to be good and deserve it all i am going to try to make a man of you 
Heavy Runner, your kind words make me want to cry, said the boy, his voice trembling, tears dropping from his eyes. He swallowed painfully, brushed away the tears, sat up straight, and went on, I shall be glad to be your son. I will do all that I can to deserve what you give me. And now let me tell you something. As I was running, away back there on the trail, and breathing hard, first in one ear and then in the other, something broke with a snapping sound, and out came these two worm-like things, and at once hearing came to me. I believe that I could hear a mouse walking if he were away out there beyond your kill. Now that is good news, and a good sign, Heavy Runner shouted. He was not yet used to the fact that the boy could hear. Then, remembering, he said more gently, You take a good rest while I finish butchering this animal and packing the dogs, and then we will each take what meat we can carry and go home. Yes, boy, you have a home now, and a good one. That evening, when Heavy Runner told his woman that he had adopted Long Arrow, she made a great outcry. How could you, and without asking me, adopt that deaf, crazy boy? she asked. And then she cried, and said that she would not have him for a son, and ran from the lodge. People gathered around and pitied her, and said that she was right that the boy was crazy and deaf and worthless, and would not mind, and as soon as he got good clothes he would run off and again live at old campgrounds. After a time she went back to her lodge, and as soon as she entered it, Heavy Runner said to her, Now, at once cease your crying, and take the anger from your heart. I have adopted this boy, and he is my boy. He is no longer deaf. He was never crazy. He is a good boy, and I shall make a man, a chief, of him. See that you treat him well, even if you cannot love him. And believe this, if you do not treat him well, you shall be the one to suffer. Tomorrow morning begin making some good moccasins for him. I myself shall cut out his clothes, and he can sew them. So began a new life for Long Arrow. If the woman did not love him, she at least treated him well. He did everything that he could think of to please Heavy Runner. He went hunting with him, and brought home heavy loads of the meat that he killed, and in every possible way was of use to him. And yet he was not satisfied. He kept saying to himself, I want to do something great for this man who is so good to me. Time passed. The boy grew up to be a fine young man, good of heart and of fine appearance, and at last Heavy Runner's woman loved him as though he were her own son. But in one thing he was very different from the other young men of the camp. He made no close friends, and when not needed by Heavy Runner, he wandered much by himself. Excepting his sister, whom he frequently took for long walks, he had little to say to anyone, and so the people, all but she and his foster parents, continued to believe him crazy. One evening he said to Heavy Runner, "'Tell me, what must one do to become a chief?' "'One must be very brave, must be fearless when facing the enemy, and of very kind heart, full of pity for the poor and the old and the sick, and always anxious to help them,' the chief replied. "'Well, I want to become a chief. What is the first thing for me to do?' he asked. The first thing to do is to go to some far and dangerous place and get your medicine. 
that is something that will make you favored by the gods and bring you good luck in battle and in all matters of life heavy runner told him that i shall do said the young man but first will you not call in the chiefs and the medicine men and braves and let me hear from them where they went and what they did to get their medicine i shall then have a better idea of what i am to do we will have our lodge full of them heavy runner said and the next morning he shouted out invitations for a smoke asking only the great of the tribe to come to it they came filling the lodge and then when the pipe was going the round of the circle he told why he had invited them to the smoke asked them to give their experiences in their search for medicines one after another they told their adventures where they went what they did what they saw what narrow escapes from death they had and at last it came spotted bear's turn but he refused to give his experience what he cried tell that crazy youth about my adventure why i wouldn't waste my breath on him but he is a poor boy he wants to know you might tell it him in a short way pleaded heavy runner well i will tell it not for his benefit for he is crazy and would not understand but i will tell it so that you all may know what i did the surly one answered from this very place i travelled southward along the foot of the mountains seven days and seven nights i travelled stopping only now and then for a short rest and sleeping very little and on the morning after the seventh night i arrived at the shore of a small lake there i met a stranger man who asked me what i sought and i told him that i was wandering in search of a strong a powerful medicine ah said he in such a matter i cannot help you go on south for three days and three nights and you will find a man who will give you what you seek i went on stopping only for short rests and rarely sleeping i travelled south for three days and three nights from that place and in the morning after the third night arrived at a long wide lake running way back in the mountains i looked at it looked at the mountains turning this way that way and when i turned a last time lo there in front of me stood a man fierce of face dressed in beautiful strange clothing wrapped in a robe such as i had never seen before and carrying a spear with a big flint point what do you here he asked are you not afraid to come to this the home of us gods of the deep waters i answered that i was not afraid that i feared neither gods nor men nor any animal of the earth the sky or the deep waters and at that he cried out you are brave the brave shall be rewarded come with me i went with him to his lodge i am promised to secrecy i dare not tell you where it is he took me in and fed me and gave me this robe that i am wearing this medicine robe and taught me the prayers and ceremony that goes with it i asked him what kind of robe it was and he answered that it was the skin of an elk dog an animal as large as an elk and like the dog useful for carrying burdens the gods he said rode them guided them wherever they wanted to go said i may i have one of those elk dogs to ride home no they are only for the gods to use he answered and told me to go i came home i have the robe here it is proof of all that i have told you 
ah and this crazy youth would know where i went what i did it is to laugh to think of his going there the pipe went a last round and then the chiefs and medicine men and braves went home as soon as they were gone long arrow said to heavy runner my chief you know that i am not crazy i feel that i must go on adventure and i want to go where spotted bear went and prove to him that i can go as far and face as many dangers as he did will you let me go and keep secret from every one whither i have gone and for what purpose what you propose is just what i want you to do heavy runner answered you shall start to-morrow taking with you all the moccasins and other things you will need and your foster-mother and i will tell no one anything about you at break of day the next morning while all the people of the great camp still slept long arrow started on his journey of discovery straight south he went by day and by night resting and sleeping at long intervals and then only for a very short time on the third day he arrived at the small lake that spotted bear had mentioned and there met the man of that place even as he had done what seek you the man asked knowledge medicine the way to become a chief long arrow answered i cannot help you go on south for seven days and seven nights and you will come to a great lake and there you will meet a man who can help you if he cares to do so it may be that he will not even show himself to you but anyhow it is worth your while to go there and try to meet him long arrow went on for seven days and seven nights resting and sleeping less than ever eating nothing except now and then a piece of dry meat not so large as his hand early in the morning after the seventh night exhausted hardly able to drag one foot after the other he came to the great lake and some distance back from its shore fell down on the grass and fell into a sound sleep it was late afternoon when he awoke and opening his eyes he was surprised to see a boy standing beside him he was a beautiful child by far the most perfect of form and feature that long arrow had ever seen so beautiful that it did not seem possible he could be of this earth a child of the people of this earth said the boy to him i have been waiting here a long time for you to awake my father invites you to his home i shall be glad to visit him long arrow answered and sprang up put on his weapons and was ready the boy led him straight to the shore of the lake and there cried out do not be afraid follow me and having said that changed into a snipe entered the water and disappeared long arrow was afraid terribly afraid of the deep dark water and the mystery of a place where a child could suddenly become a snipe but he said to himself if i fail in my search for a medicine it shall be through no fault of mine and he entered the water lo it did not wet him did not touch him it parted before him and he went on down the sloping sandy bottom of the lake and soon saw close ahead a large fine lodge on which were painted in red and black the figures of two strange animals the boy arrived at the doorway of the lodge changed suddenly from a snipe back to his natural self and cried out follow me here you will be welcome and went in long arrow followed him found himself facing a fine-looking man at the back of the lodge 
he was sitting cross-legged on his couch and wore a beautiful black robe which entirely covered his legs and feet you are welcome here my son be seated said the man and told his wife to prepare food for his guest long arrow looked about him on all sides the lodge was hung with beautiful shields war clothes weapons handsomely painted and fringed pouches of sacred medicines and a porcupine quill embroidered belt of such brilliant colors that it shamed the rainbow the woman of the lodge soon set food before long arrow and having long fasted he ate largely the man then filled and lighted a pipe passed it to his guest and said i knew that you were coming and i wondered if you would have the courage to follow my son from the shore of this lake down here to my lodge not long ago a man of your people came here but he was afraid he would not follow my son and there he made a great mistake i was going to give him the most valuable present ever given by gods to men as it was i went out to him where he sat far back from the shore and gave him the tanned hide of an elk dog and sent him home he was not worthy of a better present but you are different i shall give you something of great value remain here with us a few days my son shall show you my band of elk dogs you shall hunt and kill meat for us and when you go then you shall have a great present the boy went out with long arrow and showed him the elk dogs they came running from the timber out upon the open prairie at the foot of the lake and were a wonderful sight they were far larger than an elk of shining black color had tails of long hair and there was long hair all along the top of their necks and hanging down their foreheads from between their restless ears they were of all sizes from suckling young to old males and females and all were very fat and playful even the oldest of them young man of the earth said the boy if you are wise and watchful these animals and my father's black robe and his many-coloured belt may be your present the three go together you have noticed that my father always keeps his feet covered with the black robe that when he rises and goes out of the lodge he is very careful to keep the robe lowered around him like a dragging woman's dress so that his feet cannot be seen well you have but to see those feet and anything that you ask for will be yours i shall do my best to see those feet said long arrow several days passed the old people of the lodge were very kind to long arrow and he in turn did his best to please them hunting most all of the time and bringing in much meat and what time he was not hunting he would sit close to the herd of beautiful elk dogs and watch them feed and play when in the lodge he watched closely for a sight of the old man's feet but he ever kept them closely covered at last one evening the old man started to go out of the lodge keeping his robe well down upon the ground about him but as he stepped over the low front of the doorway his right knee raised the robe and long arrow saw his left foot and lo it was not a human foot it was the hoof the round hard hoof of an elk dog he gave a cry of surprise at the sight and the old man realizing what had happened exclaimed hi yo how careless of me well it cannot be helped it must have been fated that he should see it 
he went on out and upon returning took no pains to conceal his feet both of them and the ankles were those of the elk dog well you have seen my feet so you can now tell me what i shall give you said the old man as he resumed his seat now don't hesitate speak right out ask for the three things whispered the boy and long arrow taking courage answered give me three things your black robe your many-coloured belt and your elk dogs ah you ask a great deal the old man cried but because you are brave and good-hearted and not lazy you shall have the robe and the belt and a part of my band of elk dogs the robe and the belt are the elk dog medicine without them you could never catch and use the animals there are many prayers and songs and a long ceremony that go with them and i have to teach it all to you when you have thoroughly learned them then you shall go home with your presents long arrow was many evenings learning them all but at last he could repeat every one of them perfectly and dance the dances as well as the old man himself and finally the latter told him one evening you have done well i am glad that my elk dogs and my medicines are to be in your hands you may start for home to-morrow and now listen take good heed of what i am about to tell you when you leave here wearing the black robe and the belt you are to travel for three days and three nights and never once look back when you rest you are to face the north be sure now that travelling or resting you never once look back the elk dogs will not at first follow you but on the third day of your homeward journey you will hear them coming behind you even then you must not look back but keep on walking after a time they will come on right beside you and with a rope that i shall give you you shall catch one of them and mount and ride it and all the others will follow you they will always do that so long as you have the black robe lose that and you lose your animals they will become wild and you will never be able to catch and train them as you say so shall i do long arrow answered and early the next morning the old man gave him the robe the belt and a rope made from the head hair of buffalo bulls and he started for home keeping ever in mind and obeying carefully the old man's instructions at times he had his doubts of the old man perhaps a big joke was being played upon him the elk dogs would not come on the third day nor any other day but he would soon cast off such thoughts and go on with renewed faith that all would be well with him and on the third day he heard behind him the thunder of many hard hoofs upon the hard plain the occasional whinnying that he had learned to love so well and then an old female leading them the elk dogs came close up beside him and he caught and mounted one of them and rode on how happy he was he realized what this would mean for himself and for the people these elk dogs would rapidly increase in number there would soon be enough of them for all the people and then they would ride instead of walk and their lodges and all their belongings would be carried by the animals and now i can do something for those who have been so good to me he said to himself and rode on singing the new songs that he had learned it was late in the afternoon on the day that he approached the camp all the men had returned from the hunt every one was outside the lodges resting in the warm sunshine 
The first to discover him gave a shout of surprise and alarm. All the people sprang up and stood gazing at the strange sight. They asked one another what the strange big black animals could be, and was it really a man sitting astride one of them? "'It is some fierce god bringing his fierce animals to destroy us!' shouted Spotted Bear, the very man who had so contemptuously used Long Arrow, who had not had the courage to follow the boy snipe into the water. Again he cried out, "'Surely it is an evil one coming to destroy us!' And he fled, and all the people fled with him, and took to the brush. Long Arrow rode into camp and dismounted at Heavy Runner's lodge, and all the elk dogs came up and crowded around him, and the one of them that he had been riding. "'Heavy runner! Heavy runner!' he shouted. "'Be not afraid. I am only your son come back to you.' Heavy runner heard the well-known voice, and was no longer afraid. He came hurrying from the brush, all the people following him, and they all crowded around Long Arrow and his strange animals. Said the youth then, only father and mother that I ever knew, I have brought to you, excepting one female and one male, all these strange and useful animals. As you see, they can be ridden. You will no longer have to walk. Also, they will carry for you everything that is yours. I am glad that I can give them to you, both of you, who have been so good to me. How generous of you! Heavy Runner cried. But his wife could say nothing. She embraced Long Arrow and wept. "'Where did you get the strange black ones?' a chief asked. "'I will tell you all about it this evening. I am cautioned not to talk about the gods in the daytime,' Long Arrow answered. And after picketing the animal he had ridden on good grass and driving the others out from camp, he went into the lodge and rested. That evening all the chiefs and warriors came into the lodge, spotted bear with them and he told all about his strange adventures of his life with the underwater people and how the old man had given him the elk dogs and the black robe and the belt that he wore and of course he told about spotted bear's cowardice in failing to follow the boy snipe into the water and he fled from the lodge and his chieftainship dropped from him as he fled ever afterwards he was no more than a woman in that great camp Never again was he allowed to sit with the chiefs and warriors. And when Long Arrow had finished telling them all about his wonderful adventures, the chief cried out, We will move camp to that lake of the underwater people. They will have more elk dogs. We will ask for them, give anything to obtain possession of such valuable animals. They moved south to the lake, but search as they would could find no elk dogs nor did the boy snipe nor any of the underwater people appear although the medicine men made sacrifice to them and prayed them to show themselves they did discover however that above this lake was another and a longer one hemmed in by still higher mountains and so they named the two the inside lakes and that is the name they bear to this day august twelfth last night we all gathered in stabs by mistake lodge and while the pipe was filled and refilled and passed from hand to hand on many rounds we had more tales strange and weird of the people of the ancient days one that our host told especially interested me and here it is literally translated for your perusal 
It was the story, he said, of One Horn, Shamer of Crows. End of section 13